0: All right, before I get to my next guest, Dr. Joe Perrin, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Positive Vibes Golf. Speaking of positive, you can find them online at PositiveVibesGolf.com. Give them a follow on Twitter at P-Vibes Golf. Their head covers and putter covers are a unique way to keep your mind focused on positive thoughts when you're out there on the course. They're a great training aid as well because you can't help but put a smile on your face when you go back to your golf bag and you see your head cover and you see your putter covers. See what I'm talking about by going online to PositiveVibesGolf.com and give them a follow on Twitter at p All right, now back with me is Dr. Joe Parrott. Doc is the author of several books that I know that uh, you're going to be familiar with. Zen Golf, Mastering the Mental Game, Zen Putting, Mastering the Mental Game on the Greens, and How to Make Every Putt, Golf the Art of the Mental Game, and then the Best Diet Book Ever. All fantastic. He's got uh, a great new book coming out now called A Walk in the Wood, and it's uh, it's about mindfulness. It kind of ties in uh, Winnie the Pooh, so it's a uh, it's a very interesting read that I'm looking forward to get to uh, to checking out. Doc is also a great keynote speaker and an executive coach. He also does life coaching, performance coaching, mindfulness awareness coaching. He's a sports psychologist on the PGA and LPGA tours, and I'm very excited he is back with me again tonight here on next on the t hey doc how are you my friend great how are you chris i'm fantastic thank you doc Uh, um i want to get i want to get right into it tonight because you've got so much going on and you've got so much great information to talk about and and now getting into mindfulness talk about what that means in the new book you've got coming out about it
1: oh i'm happy to do that uh well, is Debbie ever full of energy? I I got a little tired just listening. Uh, wow, that's she's fantastic, excuse. right? She was, joke, she was joking. You have an excuse before you uh, you get on there, but that's not my not my excuse. I admire her her energy tremendously. Um, <clears throat> uh, interestingly, we have a, a kind of a different perspective because you would think me being a a PhD in psychology. I would be looking into therapy and the unconscious, but I actually don't, and have a system for habit change that doesn't require going into all of the your past traumas and and things like that. And we we can talk about that a little later. I, I, it just occurred to me it was interesting. We should you should do a session a 40 minute session with Debbie and a 40 minute session with me, and then go and see if you can break eight. That'd be that'd be kind of
0: <laughs> yeah indeed that would be great
1: so mindfulness well uh, and Debbie talked about this but I you know if you've ever gotten a raffle ticket you you see printed on the back you must be present to win and that's kind of the mindfulness slogan you must be present to win um, one of the things that we get into trouble coming down the stretch why because we're thinking ahead of what our score is going to be after 18, uh after we finish 18 holes. And I tell my students, I, you know, they say, well, you know, I got a little uptight on the 14th hole. I had four holes to play. And, you know, I, I, I just tried to, to keep from making mistakes. I said, well, you know, you're thinking about your score on the 14th hole. How many 14-hole scores have you ever turned in? They go, none. I said, ta-da. There's there's no need now. That doesn't mean we don't do that because we're so score oriented. But you need to use um, what I call the ninja system that I developed: necessary intention and non-judgmental awareness. Now, if mindfulness comes into that awareness part, you you have to have the necessary intention. You really have you have to want to do something differently. Uh, sometimes people kind of get comfortable with uh they're in their are we call it a comfort level they get comfortable with not doing so well, but it everything has a threshold to make a change so if you want to make the change we we actually have an old uh there's an old psychologist' joke uh it's a riddle. How many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? How many only one, but the light bulb has to want to change. <laughs> <laughs> that part you you do you have to want to change, but once you do that if you if on the way to making changes you fail and beat yourself up or get too excited about uh having accomplished it, then you you get caught up in a, a cycle of hope and fear, so that's why after you have the necessary intention, you have to have non-judgmental awareness, and that is exactly what mindfulness is being aware of what you're experiencing externally, your perception, internal, your physical sensation, and mentally, your thoughts and emotions, what you're experiencing in the present, the present moment, moment to moment to moment. Now, um, we were talking, uh, we were texting before and you were talking about, you know, getting caught in the time machine and, and that is getting ahead of ourselves, right? Well, as far as time machines go, Do you, Chris, do you have a time machine in your backyard?
0: I don't. I wish I did.
1: Oh, yeah, we do. But that means you're stuck as far as your body is concerned. Your location in space is always here, and your location in time is always now. But your mind is a time machine, and you spend 95% of your time in the past or the future. Now, that's not a very rich experience of the present moment. And think about this. If I told you the only TV you're going to get to watch are reruns of shows you've already seen and previews of shows you're probably never going to see, that wouldn't be very satisfying. But think about how much time we spend replaying the past, a past bad hole, or sometimes a past good hole. You know, I've been out with my swing instructor, uh, and he said, oh, that was really a great swing. What does that do? It puts in my mind, how am I swinging? And, and I start trying to imitate that swing. It's, it's, it's not so good for you to, to be stuck in the past and try to reproduce something that happened before. Also, you're playing well and you get ahead of you and you think, well, you know, maybe I could come in and as you were saying, I could break 80. All I got to do is par the last two holes. And we know what that does to you. <laughs> so now you're pre-playing the future that won't happen. You're missing the present moment. And that's really what mindfulness is about. Now, I'll go a little further. Mindfulness is a, is the state of being present, fully in the here and now. And, and it's vivid. You're experiencing everything without a lot of analysis and commentary and overlay of your chattering, thinking mind. And that's wonderful, but the mind does wander. It wanders into the past and the future. So our training to train yourself in mindfulness is the practice. And the practice goes, you pick your object of attention. Let's say you're going to work on the sensation of your breathing in your body, which is a good one. I, I recommend that to all my students. Taking a full deep breath all the way in and then breathing out let it go all the way out Feel yourself sinking, sinking down into the you know feet. You're really feet,
0: really
1: sinking into the ground uh, at the end of the outbreath before walking into a dress. and that that clears everything, and you're right there in the present moment. So that's the first. That first part of the training is to pick something you're paying attention to. The second is stay with it as long as you can, but the mind does wander. So the real practice is coming back. not As soon as you wake up from the daydream that you were in about what your score is going to be or or making up for a bad hole in the past of replaying or pre-playing, as soon as you wake up from that daydream, you're already back to the present moment. There's the key point. Come back to what you were doing. Pay attention to what's going on in the here and now. More clearly. And that's the practice of mindfulness, continually bringing yourself back to what you were doing. Bring yourself back to what you were doing. And and I want to share from my new book, the Winnie the Pooh book, which is really for adults and for children. And this is Winnie the Pooh's poem on mindfulness. Come back from the future or past to what I was just doing last. That's the way I know how to be proved here and now. That's the whole practice
0: 2,500 years of practice and four lives. Wow. So, Doc, how how do we prevent the wandering? Because to your point, I think one of the things that I know that I am constantly guilty of is if I've had a a good front nine, gotten off to a good start. Again, just to your example of the the 14th hole, you know, you I, I start adding up into my head. Well, you know what? If I, if I par, you know, these last, you know, four holes, or if I just make one bogey and three pars and I'm going to shoot 78 or nine, I'm good here. So you're right. I, I end up projecting out there and then I end up double bogeying the hole I'm on. And now I got to Well, now I got a birdie and now, you know, so how, when we recognize Uh, that we're starting to do that, how do we stop? Okay.
1: So this is where Debbie and I diverge a little bit.
0: Almost every
1: golfer has that happen to them, And not everybody has the same childhood trauma. It's very typical that, as you know, (laughs) everything, when you're under stress, everything moves up in your body and faster. That's a physiological experience. You don't say, I was really down tight yesterday. You say, I was up tight, right? You know, right? right? Yep. You were uptight. That's where the energy goes. And you're moving faster. It's like you're driving your car and you're going one mile an hour faster every minute. After 15 minutes, you're suddenly going 85. And you go, whoa, how did that happen? Well, that's what happens during a round. And, you know, it's the same thing as a roll of toilet paper. As you get near the end, it goes faster. <laughs> so <laughs> that- do our golf game, we get speeded up and we don't realize it. So the key is first realizing that we've gotten speeded up and using your breathing to slow yourself down. Tom Watson said that he he, were, he was famous for choking coming down the stretch on Sunday at, a, at the U.S. Open. And he said learning how to breathe and walk more slowly was the key to him overcoming that and winning. Mm-hmm. How about that? Just breathing and walking more slowly. Okay, so that's one aspect of it. And in fact, that little place in the round, uh, you know, at the Masters, what do they call that that area? Uh A little after the turn, but before you come to the home stretch. Amen, corner? That's right. And everybody has one. Because as you make that turn and you start coming down the home stretch, if you, if you start running at a hole to make up for mistakes. And you're getting a little tired. And the nutrition, you know, maybe you get a little dehydrated and you get excited about the possibility of a good round and fearful of the possibility of blowing it. Hope, fear, hope, fear. And the crescendo gets you all speeded up. And that's why you, you hit the bad shot on 15. It was because you got quick at the top. But you didn't get quick at the top because, you were so nervous because you got so excited. Um, the reason you feel a little nervous is because you have the possibility of having a good round, and every great champion does feel this butterfly, feels the nerves. And I, I have in my book a story about Helen Hayes, the great theater actress. Uh, for 50 years she performed on the stage, and she said even after all this time. Before I start, I get the butterfly. But my job is to make them fly in formation. You see, you channel channel that nervous energy. You don't try to suppress it. If you suppress it, you go numb. You have to feel it and channel it into focus, feel, and fire. The three Fs. Focus, feel, and fire. And if you don't do that, well, you might get (laughs) Fs. (laughs) <laughs> so the whole point is that you really need to to be aware of those things. That's where the mindfulness comes in. Now, you said, "What do I do about not getting ahead of myself on since we all do that? That's where the ninja system training is. I don't think you need to go into your unconscious. All you need to do is write on your scorecard. Word, the word getting ahead of myself or thinking about score. And then every time you realize that you're pre-playing, you're ahead of yourself, you're not in the present moment, smile and say, Oh, there's one and put a little mark down, a little tick mark. You know how, how the, the you go one, two, three, four and cross, like, like counting off the days if something happens. Right. You just put little tick marks down. One, two, three, four, cross. One, two, three, four, cross. And and what that does is it acknowledges that you got ahead of yourself. You smile. You don't beat yourself up about it. And it, and it resolves it. It says, I'm done with that. Back to what I'm doing now. That doesn't mean you won't wander in a couple of minutes. But as you do this, you're, this is where the subconscious comes in. I wouldn't call it the unconscious, but the subconscious, in the back of your mind, you don't want to put another mark down. So you catch yourself before you start to get off and, and get there. And eventually, the impulse to get ahead of yourself stops. So this is how the ninja system works. You can read about it. In, I use it in the diet book, and, I, and of course, it's in Zen Golf and all my other books. It's how you change habits through non-judgmental awareness. You don't beat yourself up. You just notice the habit that you're trying to change, and eventually it, it dissolves. And I can tell you from personal experience. I was uh, playing with a a friend of mine at a pretty new golf course. It was an executive course, just nine holes. I was even par going to the last hole, and he said, I "Wonder what the course record is." Well, what does that make you think about? <laughs> what story? Okay. I had I had twelve marks on my scorecard just on that one hole. But I, but I did. Because each time I caught myself thinking about the score or the course record, or, which, I, which surely would hold up for a whole day, maybe two. But it doesn't matter. You feel like, hey, I got it, right? But, but you have to come back and do it. And, and, um, and so I was able to part of the whole by continually bringing myself back without beating myself up. And that's, that's the secret to doing it.
0: Well, Doc, before I let you go, let our listeners know, how can they get a copy of the new book and all the other ones that you've done already? How can they follow you, get a copy of the book, and whether that's online, on Amazon, or on social media?
1: Okay, well, uh, thank you so much. And I, I, you know, I, I really got into into that a little bit because it's so exciting for me to be able to help people, and that's what I want to do. Um, the latest book, A Walk in the Woods, Meditations on Mindfulness with a Bear Named Pooh are stories in a day in the life of Winnie the Pooh and his friends that, that are for all ages, but can be read by adults to children. After each story is uh, an adult section on how to do some mindfulness practices and some calming practices and some confidence-building practices and, and gratitude practices, all of these all the way through the book for, for parents or teachers. To, to read, practice themselves, and then share with their children at whatever their age-appropriate level is. And uh, it's, uh, Disney Edition, uh, the Disney company, asked my sister and me to write this book, and my wife designed it. She was a graphic designer for Disney, so I'm very, very proud of it. A Walk in the Wood, Meditations on Mindfulness with a Bear Name Poo. The diet book uses the same principles to change your eating and exercise habits. Uh, Zen Tennis, I was just talking with somebody about that, and the four books. If you go to drjoeparent.com, no periods in between, just the dot as before, dot com. d r j o e p a r e n t dot com. Um, also, zengolf.com, one word, Z-E-N-G-O-L-F dot com. You'll see all about what I do. And I'm on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. It's either under Dr. Joe Parent or it's under Dr. Joe and Zen Golf. And if you go to my YouTube channel, again, Dr. Joe Parent, you'll see videos on my keynote speaking, on mindfulness practice, on um, uh, golf, and on diving. So it covers pretty much everything. Um, and I want to invite people. you if you go to the website i'm going to do a free mindfulness session on zoom on friday morning at 10 o'clock pacific time just email me to info at zengolf.com info at zengolf.com and we'll send you the link to get on the free zoom mindfulness session so uh chris thank you so much and um I appreciate the opportunity to share this with everybody. Uh, and, uh, remember you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf.
0: <laughs> That's great. Doc, thank you so much for your time and, and coming back and, uh, and sharing some more information with us. And, and, uh, look forward to getting a copy of the book and, uh, and checking that out as well. You're fantastic. And, uh, hopefully we get the opportunity to catch up with you again soon again soon. I'd love to. Thanks Chris, you're a great interviewer. Ah, uh, thank you, doc. Take care, all the best to you and your family. That's the great Dr. Joe Parent and again, so many great books that he's got out there. Zen Golf: Mastering the Mental Game is uh a, you know a a book that I keep close at hand at all times because goodness knows uh, I need a lot of help with the mental side of the game. Zen Putting is another great one as well, helping you uh you know Deal with uh, some of the pressure and some of the ideas that go through your head when you're not making the putts you need to make. So uh, those are two fantastic books, and then he's got he's got all these others. Uh, you know, how to make every putt, golf the art, uh, the art of the mental game, the best diet book ever. And Doc and I talked about this last time, but I highly recommend that one because it takes you away from think it changes your thinking about eating. It and it kind of gets away from the do's and don'ts, or from the don'ts to the do's. So it's kind of, you know, from the negative connotations that we get from dieting, it turns that into a positive and very much looking forward to a walk in the wood. Doc's fantastic. I look forward to getting him back on the show again soon.